Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. So, Casey, starting on offense, uh, you you kind of talked about it. There, This isn't a, a game where you're looking at the stats and you're saying, oh, Mike Evan, 100 yards and Chris Gah. So here's my theory and interested in what you have to say. Before, during the break, uh, we talked – to Todd Bowles quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And he talked to the media and he said, I don't know what's going to happen. You might not see the veterans out there like you saw before. We might go to some different guys. We might mix things up. And you and I were like, hallelujah. Thank I you, Jesus. Yes. Like, <laughs> we need that. And while a lot of this game could be described as a trash bag, yep. um, there, there were some things that they were able to do differently that I think could lead them to success in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, it seemed to me like on in pinch moments, they kind of reverted back to the oh. former mentality. So like on third, you know, and long or even third and short moments, you know, mm-hmm. we, you and I were literally texting on that very first drive. They were very close to the end zone. They needed to get that touchdown. And what do they do? Well, they run Leonard Fournette right up the middle, literally into Aaron Donald's arms. And you and I were like, (laughs) are you, you just moved the ball down the field and you You just did something well. Why? Why would you do this? Why would you do? So it did seem like there were times where they reverted back to the old ways, the old habits, the old Mm -hmm. mentality. However, when you look at the stats, 
you you see some names that you don't always see atop the stat lines. So rushing, leading the rushing today was Rashad White. And we saw the oh. first glimpse of Keyshawn Vaughn of the season. Of the season, we saw the first glimpse of him on the field. Now he didn't like have himself a day. Yeah, we saw him. he was out there. He got four yards. He did something. I'm sure um, it threw a little confusion into the Rams, you know, play, yeah. film study sessions, if you will. It wasn't as predictable. And then you look at the receiving yards, and Mike Evans is not even in the top three. For receiving yards for this team, Chris Godwin, not even in the top three. Julio Jones, well, it was good, actually. It was really good to see Julio Jones out there, but he only had two like receptions. One uh, <laughs> yeah, one one really good one. Um, but Kate Otten, Scotty Miller, and Leonard Fournette were the three leading receivers of this game. So it does feel like a step, even though it's a tiny step. Even though it's a baby step, it does feel like a step in the right direction for this offense. The fact that they are mixing things up, the fact that they are getting other guys involved, and the fact that they're they're not just relying on, you know, the the guys that they used to rely on, on the Chris Godwins, on the Mike Evans, the guys wow. that are getting guarded and, you know, are, 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 are sometimes having a hard time going out there and making plays depending on who's, you know, in the secondary, they're mm -hmm. able, they're getting to do some things. They're getting to do some things. So not perfect by any means, but a baby step forward in getting a little less predictable and mixing things up, getting other guys involved. And Casey, uh, I just wanted to get what your thoughts were on, on that same thing, because it's something you and I have been preaching for and begging for since the beginning of the season the fact that they got some other guys involved, the fact that they got your guy involved. So excited. Excuse me, I muted myself there. I think we might have to have an entire swimming just breaking down the last minute of play. Oh my um, gosh. Why don't we start it? Why don't we just go ahead and start? Absolutely. Um, as you said, you and I have been begging, 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 begging for change. I think the only way that this win would end up being for nothing, if you will, um, is if they don't revert back to the different things that they applied today that worked. And if they don't go into that Seahawks matchup and say, okay, let's be a little bit more confident about sticking with this change rather than reverting back to old habits, because you said it, Kaylee, they did revert back to old habits, still something that's very frustrating. Um, but then they did still kind of throw some other things in the mix. It's really when their backs were against the wall. And so they kind of finally found themselves in a, in a position where they had to, um, if they didn't put themselves in that half to position, they probably would have continued to revert after trying something panicked and came up short with a loss, but they didn't. So things really just played in their favor for one. I also think that the, the kind of scary moment after Mike Evans catches this beautiful pass goes down, stays on the ground for a minute. People weren't sure if he was holding his ribs or what it was. I think he just knocked the wind out of himself. It was great that he got up, jogged off to the sideline on his own. But at those moments where you just kind of see the workload that Mike Evans is taking on, I think that was eye-opening for the coaches too. That was like, if we're going to win this game, it's not going to be Mike Evans game. If we're going to win this game, it's not going to be Chris Godwin's game because there are certain 
moments and plays and routes that those two were getting locked in on. And you've got Tom Brady throwing in the double, almost triple coverage multiple times. And you realize you're going to cost yourself the game. Yeah. yeah good up to their defense a little. Like Jalen Ramsey is good. He's good yeah. at what he does. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you, Mike Evans isn't going to be open every single time. And you have to figure something else out. And you have to take the risk. You, you have, that's what everybody misses about Bruce Arians. Risk it to get the biscuit. You can't sit there and revert back and say, well, if Mike Evans isn't going to get it done. It's not going to get done. No, that's where you work. That's where you tie in other players. And it brings me to one of the first post game comments that really stuck out to me because of course, somebody, which I'm so glad about, um, asked Tom Brady, you know, after Kate Otten dropped that pass, what made you trust him to pass it to him again? Now, mind you, Kaden had what six receptions and one drop, or I think he was targeted seven times and had one drop. With that, you know, Brady said it's not—it's not the drop that bothers me; it's the positioning. So if you can't line up correctly, that's where I'm bothered. But if you get there, if you make the effort to be where you're supposed to be and you drop, then we need to get the ball back to you so we can correct that. So Brady doesn't have this avoid the guy after a mistake thing. Well, if you don't know how to hit your route, then yeah, I'm not going to go to you because that's a waste of a ball. But if I can hit your hands and maybe get it that next time, that's more worth it. That's that risk it to get the biscuit, if you will. So to hear Brady say that, to know kind of more what the element of the conversations are between him and his receiving core or even the running backs, if you will, that's kind of eye-opening. And yeah. so I'm so glad that that took place because if that's the mentality he's in, if that's what he's saying to the players, if that's starting to translate and then show up on the field, if you will, because yeah, it was totally worth it to take it back to Kate Otten if oh, nobody yeah. has noticed. Now I feel like they're going to use this as a step in the right direction to say, okay, we need to take a little bit more risk here. And not to get ahead of ourselves, I'm just, again, the emotions are all over the place, but if there's a team that you can take those offensive risks with, it's going to be the Seahawks who have no defense. They just can outscore you. So yep. you now have another opponent where you can where you can lean into this. What else can Kate Otten do? What else can Rashad White do? Should we continue to dress out Keyshawn Vaughn like Casey and Kaylee have been asking for for weeks? Should we not run the ball on first down with, with Leonard Fournette every single time? Or let's confuse teams if we insist on using Leonard Fournette and let's use him as a pass catcher versus trying to let him run through brick walls all the time. The sparks of creativity need to be a lot more consistent, and I think this game helped them realize, okay, we can do this. Yeah, it certainly did. And something else that this game, I think, made a lot of people realize is that Tom Brady can still turn it on at the yes. end of a yes. game. I think he even proved that to himself because I think there was some doubt. There's been several times this season mm -hmm. the Bucks have been down, and they're they're trying to fight and claw back. And this the same fourth quarter Tom Brady that we've seen for the past, you know, 23 years, you didn't see him as much this year. But no. this game proved that he does still exist. You have to just give him the right opportunity. Yeah. Casey, we're gonna talk about the last minute of play, the final drive for the Bucks, the championship drive. Well, I don't know if I can call it the championship drive, but the winning drive. We can manifest it. We can manifest it. The winning drive, right, <laughs> for this game. So I think that the biggest thing that opens this up is the 28-yard the pass to Kate Otten right at the start of the drive. There's 44 seconds left. And guess where that play was too, Kaylee? Middle of the field, like we have been saying to you, Kate Otten. 
Yep. You need to be able to use the middle of your field to have any sort of success. Continue. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I just was like, by the way, this is something else Kaylee and I have asked for. This is perfect. It, it needs to be a back and forth, right? Because you're, you're totally correct. It was a deep pass to the middle of the field for 28 yards. Cade Otten is there because guess what? Like the other guys are covered. Like that's why, like that is why Cade Otten was open because Mike Evans was covered because you like some of the other guys did not have the opportunity. So of course Tom Brady goes to Kate Otten who has already proven that he can be successful. Yep. Catches the ball really moves this team forward. So they were at the Tampa Bay 40. Now they're at the Rams 32. Leonard Fournette gets four yards, four yards. Then Scotty Miller, a name that we hadn't talked about for quite some time because we kind of shrugged him off. We said like, Scotty, he's just Butterfingers. Like he's, he uh -huh. it doesn't seem like him and Tom have some, the, the connection that they used to have. He's dropping passes right and left. Scotty was kind of caving Scotty, under pressure too. Like, yeah. yeah. He showed up today. We saw a resurgence of Scotty Miller from the 2020 season, right? Like mm -hmm. this is Scotty Miller of old and he showed up today. So Scotty Miller moves the ball down the field, 14 yards right? Uh, then another seven yard pass to Scotty Miller. Again, you go to Scotty back to back, back to back again. It's getting reliable and the nerves are running high at this moment too. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, at this point there's 19 seconds left. Uh, now there's 16 seconds left after the second pass to Scotty Miller and they try it. They try it. They go to Mike Evans and it's it's an incomplete pass and it's not i'm not gonna like blame it all on evans blame it all on Bray. like it's just it, it's it just doesn't work it's just not mm -hmm. happening so they reformat they set up they've got one more chance kate and swings out to the right tom brady just gets the ball over to him one yard in the end zone anytime touchdown casey you make your bet you oh. make you you get your you get your goal and so does Cade Otten. He starts the drive. He ends the drive with a touchdown. And I mean, that is the drive. On that same winning drive, Tom Brady gets his marker over 100,000 career passing yards. Uh, I mean, and just, just insane. I mean, the next closest is Drew Brees with like 85,000 or something along. The, like Tom Brady, it, it has surely cemented himself into a se several history books and and is is definitely a hall of famer quarterback is definitely the goat like we've said time and time again um but i think this solidified to him to the bucks fandom to the entire nation that hey tom brady still exists mm -hmm. he still exists it's just the play calling the way things have been going it hasn't been to set this whole team up for success but this final drive, we saw it. And the, and the guys that you saw step up were not the guys that you would necessarily expect to step up. And that is the beauty of what this team can do and what this team can be. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 100%. And I think the most important thing that kind of stood out to me with this, with this drive, with these players, with this team is that 
you know, you, you mentioned it, Kaylee Brady needed this. I think he oh. needed this reminder that says, oh yeah, there he is. There's that, that man in the mirror. This is who I can be. This is who I have been in my career. But I think it also did kind of bring to light maybe how much of this what was an emotional or mental block versus other things. Now, I'm not saying the play calling hasn't been god awful, guys. It has, it still was today. But Tom in his post game presser, I don't even, I don't even recall what the question was. I don't even think he heard it correctly, but he, you know, jumped ahead to say that him and Byron have a great relationship and that, you know, Byron does ask his opinion on play calling things because of he has the field vision versus Byron having that sideline vision. So there's a lot more communication going on there than we all know. Um, I think what really that last play with, what Tom Brady rallying being the comeback quarterback that we know him to be did today was show us that he could recall that, that he can be trusted in those moments. He can yeah. trust himself to make the right call. He can trust himself to trust players to come up for him. I think a lot of this was just an emotional and mental block, not only in the coaching staff, but for Brady himself, and he'll never admit it uh, straight up as such. But that's why I think that that was extremely important after the fact, because I just saw a different perspective on what this team has been struggling with all this time. And, you know, that's important because if Brady is past the mental hurdle or what you said at the top of Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, Kaylee, you know, now that everything he's been going through is pretty much out in the open or what much the public quote unquote should know. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the world has just gotten too nosy nowadays with social media, but the public now knowing what they feel like they were privy to know, um, they know it and it's behind everyone. And I think that that showed today, even with the frustrations and this team shooting themselves in the foot because they did that so much, I guarantee that score would have been way different if it wasn't all of the penalties. Donovan Smith, big yeah. fan, dude, but you've got to stop that. I don't know what that was about today. You're a veteran presence. You're one of the key veterans on that offensive line, and you made a lot of costly mistakes today. And yeah, the, the offensive line. Yeah, they just when you start losing that yardage and then you can't convert things on third and seven, third and ten. And then you've got to punt over and over and over again. It it kills the drive. It kills the momentum. So they overcame some big momentum killers. And again, I think that all just says to say, like, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, but like, it's like, oh, my gosh, did this really just a mental warfare that they had to keep doing. So they had to be skillful, talented, tactful, and overcome mental warfare over and over and over again. It's just, it's insane to think about, but there's no better way to explain that, that last drive than you did Kaylee. And I don't think that there's anyone that deserved it more. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, you know, I am a huge fan of not only KDOT, but Coquif. Coquif got some action today. Uh, he did have an unfortunate little I don't even know what happened there. I think it bounced off his hands or his cleats or something weird, but he bounced back, got himself a catch, but it's, it is imperative that they get those guys more involved. Um, and I, they proved it weeks ago, but maybe now coming up with a win, they can solidify all the proof that they've seen on the field for weeks now. And finally just kind of lean in to risk it for the biscuit. It's worth still using that motto. It's worth still taking those risks. And I think now that there's some emotional baggage, not so forefront of everybody's minds. I think now that they had an opportunity to come back together as a team that they can get back to that place where they make better decisions. They strategize better. And, you know, Tom Brady can be a better perspective on the field 
to make decisions to communicate with Byron. So now, look, I know everyone's going to be pissed about this. I'm not sure if it's 100% Byron. I think that was a combination of bad calls between Byron and Brady. And I think that this is a hopeful turning point. It's the turning point that Kaylee and I have discussed here that had to happen. And um, yeah, to get that anytime touchdown, everyone thought I was insane. So to all of my lovely humans out there that was like, this girl knows no bounds of loyalty. No, I don't. And it paid off because I did have Kate on for an anytime touchdown. And with 13 seconds left, it paid off. I don't even, I don't even care about it cashing. And I'm just glad that it happened. And I'm glad that it happened for Kate on. He deserved that so much first NFL touchdown, if you will. And this is your future tight end one, a hundred percent of this Tampa Bay Bucks team. So I was just as emotional as I could be in the press box, if you will. Okay, Casey, before we switch over, there's there's a few things we have to get to before we switch to defense. So you mentioned about Brady and Leftwich and, and just the comments that they had, specifically Brady saying that, hey, it's both of us. And uh, so apparently Brady actually did suggest that last play to Leftwich, and Leftwich said, hey, let's do it. And, for it. and it worked. So that even also goes to show Brady's faith in Cade and and in what he can do along those lines Casey you were able to be in the locker room after the game and you heard from Cade and how special this moment was for him especially considering everything that he and his family have been through with the passing of his mom um take us through what he talked about and how important and special this moment was for him yeah, he said it was extremely important. Of course, he wants to do what's right and what's helpful for this team. And um, crazy enough, he said, you know, Jenna Lane asked him, did you think about your mom as soon as you hit the end zone? He said, absolutely, I did. She was one of the first people that popped into my mind. And I know she is proud of me. I know she is watching me. And I'm just so glad that she got to see it. And to hear him say that, especially as somebody who's dealt with a lot of trauma and, and grief and the passing of close ones, it takes a while to kind of get there and understand that you're still being looked after. You're still being watched. You're still being guided beyond because not being able to pick up the phone and say, Hey, did you see that is a whole different um, mental capacity that weighs on you. So to hear him say that, at least for somebody like me resonated extremely deep, but um, yeah, he said that he, he knows that she's proud of him. He thought about her immediately. And, you know, right after he realized that his mom's proud of him, he also said it was just great to be able to do this for the team. Like the guys were proud of him and there's a shot on social media, I'll get it up on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns or Jolly Rogers TDS. Be sure to follow on Twitter. But as soon as the, the guys didn't even let him get to the sideline, the camaraderie, the and I know you guys are probably like, yeah, well, they just want it. No, it was different. There was just a lot more emotion with this. It wasn't just a this is cool. We won. This was like we needed this. This the brotherhood's coming back together. And you just saw so much embracement. I mean, he had seven guys on him just to hug him and tap his helmet. So it wasn't just that slap on the butt. It was an embrace. It was a we're proud of you. We're here for you as well. Um, while the absence of others cannot physically be here also. So he just kept resorting back to the fact that it was so great for him to pull through for his team. It was so good for him to pull through for the guys on the field with him. And he said this over and over again, we never gave up hope. 
We never gave up hope. We continue to just strive forward. We continued striving. So striving, being hopeful and doing that in honor of his mom was really just all the words that he said. He's not super long winded, a huge maturity to him. Kaylee and I have said it from the beginning since training camp, uh, kind of almost an old soul feel, if you will. And I, I, I strongly believe he's just getting started. Um, something else to keep in mind, guys, while I didn't have him on my draft board, um, Kadon came out of college, came out of Washington with an injury, and they they kind of had him on this prolonged progressive program to start getting intertwined in the Bucks system. So what Kadon is doing, period, and what he did tonight is huge. And even Coach Bowles said, you know, he's got a big, bright future um, with this team in this league. So, so proud and so excited, aside from that anytime touchdown that he helped me out with there. Thank you for taking us inside of that, Casey. Wrapping things up, I don't think anybody can do it better than Tom Brady. I'm going to get to what he said in just a minute. But there is a lot of hope still for this offense because they were able to kind of get out of the rhythm, do less predictable things. They had 18 first downs, so that's great to see. Mm -hmm. um, not terrible but not fantastic and they still need to get better with third down efficiency they were nine for 21 mm -hmm. um they were 0 for two on fourth down efficiency so definitely yeah if you're gonna go on fourth down you need to make sure that you're 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 gonna get that um i think the biggest area for me is red zone uh they were one for three in the red zone so that's an area that i would like to see them continue to improve in um just because if you're gonna if you're gonna go all the way down I, I want you to get more points than just three um, because yeah. also we saw tonight that those can get blocked. And uh, I would like for you to, to walk away with more points than that. So to end the offense, Casey, like I said, you just got to put it how the goats puts it, which well, before, before anybody even asked him a question, he walks up to the podium, oh. puts his hands down and he goes, that was effing awesome. <laughs> uh, so can't wrap it up better than that. It really was a great ending to the game. 